When I was a teenager, I loved knowing and keeping secrets. It made me feel important. It made me feel special. It made me feel valued. But that's the best kept secret. Regardless of what or who you know, you are important. You are special. You are valued. This is your little dose of inspiration to remind you who you are and who you are. <laughs> it's me, Liv, and I am a student of the word, a lover of life, and your big sister friend, Auntie Mentor, who loves to talk and laugh even more. I am coming to you with some of the best kept secrets life has to offer. Let's talk. Today, I have my friends, the Glass Sisters. I have Venus, Loretta, and December. And if you guys have been following our conversations, then you know last week we had Nicole Salmon. We talked about the power of obedience and how it can bless your life, and she dropped a lot. So if you have not seen it, you need to go back and watch it. But the one thing I want you guys to remember is that obedience can be fun. It can be fun, all right? So, quick story time, really, really quick. I moved here when I was 22, right after college, and your girl was still in them streets, all right? I did not really have a good relationship with the Lord, but I wanted one. So I stumbled into this amazing church, and then I decided to go to a young adult thing. I was like, okay, I don't really know what this is, but I'm going to go. And I went in, and I felt a little hesitant, a little timid, you know, in a new place. You don't really know what to expect. Jaw. These two girls came in and my life was made. <laughs> they literally were the party and they let everybody know it from the moment they walked in. And it was like a whirlwind that I was caught up in. And I was just like, who are these girls? Who are they? They sat down next to me. I don't even know if they remember this, but they sat down next to me at that event on Las Vegas Boulevard. And I was so grateful that they took me in. That was Venus and Loretta at the time. And they would always tell me about this sister that they had. So they loved on me and we had fun in ways that really helped to draw me out of my insecurities and disobedience because they showed me that it can be fun to serve the Lord. But they would always tell me about this sister and they would be like, you're just like our sister. And I'd be like, not really. <laughs> and I would roll my eyes and be like, yeah, not really. I don't know if I ever actually said that, but that was what I was thinking. And then I met her. And we are just... <laughs> Um, I am 
Dedicated well. Let me right. tell you that much. I am um, an assistant pastor of a church, and I make sure that people are connected. That is like the biggest thing. Like, if you're not connected, then I am the connection queen. I get people connected at the grocery store, and I don't even know these people. So that's what I do. I am a mother of five kids, and I am currently a therapist. Who knows what I'll be tomorrow? I might be a painter. It seems that I reinvent myself, or let's say God reinvents me like every six six months. He will <laughs> lead you. Know. He will direct your steps. What? Oh, oh right, right, right. right. <laughs> all right, all right. Who's next? I'll say I can notice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Loretta Glass, um, a minister at my church and the middle of the trio. Um, I don't know what else to say. Oh, I have to tell you her nickname. So Liv's nickname is my little big sister because of this whole <laughs> similarity that I saw. I was like, she's like our little big sister because she's several years younger than us. She's several inches taller. Yes. But yeah, same personality. But um. So yeah, I I'm Loretta. That's all. I've been in Vegas 15 years. Same church. Um, love my life in social work, social services. Youth is my passion, and young adults. So this is where I belong. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, so we have the baby. All right, I'm gonna start by first saying that um, when Liv met us, it had to be over 10 years ago. <laughs> I do not think I'm that fun person anymore. Like at the house, but. <laughs> But you better believe when you hit doctor status, we are showing up. As soon as this is done, I'm going to get my life back. Absolutely. The first question that I want to ask you all is what is the best part about being a Christian? You don't have to know where you're going. You just can trust that God is good and that he got you. And so, like, even when I was adopting my uh, second daughter, I said, God, you got us? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, then we doing this. So that's the best part. And I asked him that when I was pregnant with my first daughter. God, you got me? And he was like, I got you. And he has had me. And he just shows up and he shows out. And I tell my kids, I have more, I have more with you. Than I had without you. <laughs> so God is taking care of y'all, so He's taking care of me. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the best part to me. That you don't have to worry. That's so good. Yeah. I think it's peace. Um, 
I think that when you're you have like certain relationships or, or people, let me give you an example. Like when people live in different parts of the neighborhood, um, you go to somebody's house, you be like, oh, I don't know about this neighborhood. It's kind of sketchy. You get a little uncomfortable feeling. Or you go to your uh, your rich friend's neighborhood, you be like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not rich, or whatever the case may be, or I'm not a millionaire, or whatever the case may be. Um, but when you're when you're a Christian, you just feel like you have this level of peace that you belong anywhere you go. So like. It, it, I don't have to go somewhere to have peace. The peace is with me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in the sketchy neighborhood, peace is with me. Yes. If I'm in a wealthy neighborhood, the peace is with mm-hmm. me. Even though I am actually wealthy, so I should stop saying that. Hey. Um, <laughs> it is. I think it's the peace. And so like you can, um, when people don't don't know the, the company that they keep, mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable. But when you know who you are and who you serve, mm-hmm. you like there's this level of peace. And so I just feel like um, anything that I was to aspire or try to do in my life, if I didn't know if God wanted me to do that, there was no peace. And I would go, oh, mm-hmm. that ain't where I'm supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Then I would turn around or do something else, and then I would go, this level of peace would come over me and go, that's it. I'm where I'm supposed to be. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the best part about being a Christian is because there's so many people that are wondering, and they always, they're looking at zodiac signs, and they're counting numbers, and they're doing mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, and they have no peace. They're asking 10, 15,000 people, what should I be when I grow up, or what should I do when God mm-hmm. All this stuff that brings no peace. And when you can just turn and say, hey, God, I think that you're real and come into my life and I'll follow you. And then an instant peace comes. And that's why one of my favorite scriptures is when Jesus is about to leave and he says, peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give with you my peace. When he says my peace, that's the kind of peace I'm talking about. He has a different kind of peace that I would have, a peace of mind or whatever. His peace is totally different. That's a hard question because there's so many good parts. So I'm going to tell you like three real quick. Okay, so one, I'm a fighter. And so I love, this has just been renewed. I just went through a series called The Armor of God. And so it just renewed and we went to a whole nother, a deeper level of the armor that we have access to. So I like that we have this, we have, we have access. We have an army fighting behind us. God Mm. tells us how to fight this battle. Mm. He doesn't leave us in the dark. Like we don't have to be clueless. I like the access to just him. I mean, he's the creator of the rule of the universe and like if God be for me who can be against Ooh. me so he speaks to the fighter in me like if I'm like, up against something or anything like those scriptures come out to me because I'm like you're right who would I be without you and if they're so what they're talking about me you're for me and that brings me a smile like I'm like oh my god and then confidence like having the confidence that I can't really make a wrong decision because I'm going to consult him first mm. so I don't have to worry that oh, no, I'm going to mess up or be scared because I need to pray and God's going to lead me in the right way. You're not going to leave me hanging. And so confidence, access, and I like that he's he's our fighter. He's our protector. Yes. Woo, so good. Y'all are dropping bombs. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. My goodness, that access. That access is everything. That access gives you a, the connection to that fighter. That access gives you connection to that peace. That access is everything. It gives you connection to his provision. How did the activities that you call fun now change when you chose to accept Jesus into your heart. So, you know, how did they change from when you was out there in that world to right now? I, okay, listen, when I was in the world, I didn't need to drink. I didn't need to um, um, drink. I didn't need to do drugs. 
I was already crazy. I was crazy before I could drink a Slurpee and bring to a party. And everybody would be like, I want to be on what she on. I'm like, grape Slurpee. <laughs> That's true. That is so yep. true. She's telling the yep. truth because we used to be out and we'd be having the most fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People would be like, well, you guys drunk. And we'd be like, no. We don't know nothing. We don't like it. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, like, we literally could be around drunk people and be like, fall in place. And yes. they think yes. we with you. We,
we fall out laughing all day long. We um we chase the dog around. We chase each other around. You know, we go out. We we travel. We go to the movies. We we do it all. Okay, so I like to throw parties. I like to host them. I like people to come over. I like barbecues. Like my mom was that person. I I was always so fun to me. My mom was very fun. This is why you see her personality in all three of us in different ways. But I love that part. I like getting together. I like fellowship. I like getting to know people. Like I want to know your grandma's grandma. You gonna have and I'm gonna know. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> and I'm gonna go to funerals. I mean, it's crazy. She's a scribe. She's a scribe. I'm gonna her genealogist. Yeah. <laughs> I go to a funeral and I'm like that because to honor people. But then I but I love to see all that you can learn about a person. So you know that part. I want to know about when they're alive, but hey, you get more when they're dead sometimes. Which is <laughs> 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 <just> sad. But <laughs> so throwing the party. So just recently, like just bringing it up to 2021, I threw a, a Valentine's Day party for my nieces and nephews and my sisters. And I was like, you can drop them off, but I wanted them to come too. Yeah, so they yeah. came and they stayed, and we had so much fun. Oh my like, gosh! There was no alcohol. There was no. I mean, things that we don't do, like things that was so fun in the world. Yeah. That eventually that we ended up doing like we drank whatever go out, but we did ha- we had all that same fun and more yeah. being a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I even woke up with a headache. I was like, Lord, I know I didn't drink, <laughs> uh, but, uh, we, but we like we exerted ourselves so much yeah, that yeah, yeah. it was that same energy. Like it was <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So the next day I was like, I need some time at all. But I know it was the sugar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the same effects, but it was the pizza. But, yes, yeah. I had. Everything imaginable because I wanted to spoil my kids. And so this, my nieces and so and nephews. So, um, and I call them my kids because they are mine. Mm-hmm. But, they so are. the biggest part is love for me and fellowship. Like, that's still fun. Yeah. No matter how yeah. you, and that's what the world is looking for. Yeah. So we've met tons of people in the world who were just drawn to our love and our joy. And how we were like, we don't know you, but we're going to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Girl, who did your hair? We're going to find something. We're going to go here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we're going to be best friends for life. <laughs> All right, all right. So the next question I have is for you, December. What did the transition look like as you began to um, grow in Christ? I know that you mentioned that you didn't do a lot of things that were different because you could now party in your home, party with family, party for Jesus, and uh, dance in all of those ways from the joy that came from within you. But did you recognize that right away, or was the transition um, one that took time? Yeah, it was. Mine was a transition that took time. It wasn't like a a hard break because I didn't I didn't do. I was the kid who was a church kid who went to college that didn't really leave church. You get what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. So I would just go. I would continue to go to church, and I was still like leading. I was leading Bible studies in the dorms mm-hmm. with partying with friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all my friends that know this today, you can ask every single one of them. My best friend, she would say she would party with us till two a.m. on a Saturday and make us get up and go to church. And I was like, that's because I was a designated driver and I wasn't <laughs> drunk. So that means everybody had to go to church with me because I was mad that I had to drive your drunk bunch home. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of <laughs> that was the deal. Everybody had to get saved. I know what your salvation looked like but everybody had to be saved right yeah, yeah, yeah. so um so my transition to be where i am now was actually gradual it wasn't a hard break some people had a hard break and then a turn mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. mine was a slow gradual walk up an incline and i didn't know i was going up an incline you know how it's kind of it's slower and you turn around and you go well i walked that far i went that far 
So mine was gradual. Um, and so how it looked was I stayed with organizations like Chi Alpha or um, mm -hmm. Campus Crusades, uh, uh, Christian Campus Crusades for Christ on, on campus, right? So I still had my like party clubbing friends or like uh, do the dirt kind of friends mm -hmm. and then Campus Crusade friends. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or I would, like when I moved to Las Vegas um, with my sister Venus first, um, one of my goals was to be able to go to every single one of the clubs on the strip. Then I met a friend that was like, how about we go to every show? I was like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so the shows weren't, they weren't clubs in the scene of like, not that the only thing that you can't be a Christian in a club, that's not what I'm saying, um, is this gradual my, my walk with Christ matured. There's just certain things I didn't want to do no more. I, at first, I was like, I never stopped going to the club. And then I was like, I don't want to be next to no sweaty people I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And now that we're in coronavirus season, I really don't want to be around nobody I don't know. <laughs> they coughing on me. Get away from me. Then the next thing, I actually hate smoke. Like, I hate cigarette smoke. And in yeah. Vegas, you can smoke in the clubs at the time. I, I just, I couldn't do that anymore. So just little things that started to, like, happen because I didn't like it anymore. I just didn't like the taste of it. And so that was gradual, but I still stayed one foot here and stayed with there. The mm -hmm. other thing is, I think what happens is I've always stayed in like a sister relationship where I'm the oldest, right? The oldest sister always goes looking for a big sister, always. And my big sisters were always people that were like really bright and intelligent, but they were saved. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So when I would look at them and I would look at me, I'd be like, oh, I know I got to go a little bit higher than this. So that's what would happen. I would be challenging myself with these people that I looked up to and now I'm a full-blown assistant pastor and I'm like how did I get here but I look at Yvonne and them they're, they're everybody I considered a big sister back in the day they're pastors and I'm like uh followed the wrong people no just joking <laughs> <laughs> I got set up it was gradual mine was gradual mm -hmm. that's good that's good so Loretta do you ever feel as if you're missing out on anything no, um, and I won't say I've never felt that way. There's mm -hmm. definitely been times where I'm like, when it comes to dating, or even in my, in my younger years when people were dating and they were kind of in and out the church or they grew up the same way as me. I remember having this conversation. I was like, how come it's okay for her to date some guy who's not saved? And, but when I do it, you guys, my community, is like looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And I remember there, we were just like, well, because God definitely has something else. But I remember longing for like things like that, like just trying to date normally like the world or dating men who weren't as saved but you know or just trying to bypass that somehow so that got a little like I was missing out on something but then 10 years later hello them same people and I'm, I'm comparing but God just happened to show me I wasn't missing anything he's like these people are divorced they're broken I mean he's just showing me how if you don't stick with me mm -hmm. the peace that won't be there without me like you have peace you have your mind you're not you know, crazy, one eye, he wasn't abused. Mm. You don't have three, four kids by three different dudes. Like, I mean, he just blessed me with that. He showed me that. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, so I did feel like I was missing out just in, like, certain areas. But if you stick with God, he just lets you know, like, you didn't miss anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. And thank you for bringing us into that. I felt like both of y'all brought us into your processes, yeah. into your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what really is transformational. You know, to be like, you know what? Some days, <laughs> well, I did feel like I was feeling it, like I was missing out, you know. Yeah. So thank you. And uh, Venus, my last question is for you. Can you talk to me about the peace 
that you feel now in comparison to uh, just the life that you experienced before? You mentioned how you went out with your friends and then they brought some pills, you know, kind of thing. And then you were just like, nope. <laughs> so what what is the piece? In a pandemic, when they closed down the college and they said you got to work from home, I was in my robe. I live in a three-story uh, townhouse. I'm at the top of in the in the third story. I'm looking out the window. I have a robe on. I'm drinking coffee. I'm a single mom with three kids, and I literally felt at that moment that I was a stay-at-home mama, and my husband was out, out working somewhere. Okay. And and you know he's sending the money home. <laughs> You know, I, I, that's how I felt. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. That's how well taken care of we are. And that is how much peace I have. Like, I never was like, oh, it's a pandemic. I'm about to go crazy. Like, God, he was, he, he, he just takes care of it. Um, I was, I was a worry work by nature like just anxious for nothing mm-hmm. okay that that's just that was my personality mm-hmm. and um and, and that has i have maintained that personality mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. but uh like my sister says but 10 years later mm-hmm. i would be a fool can i say that mm-hmm. i would be a fool if i had if i worried about anything mm-hmm. because i've had somebody tell me you make being a single parent look easy mm-hmm. and I'm like really mm-hmm. they said you make it look easy and I'm like well ain't nothing to it but to do it mm-hmm. and I've always mm-hmm. hated that term single mom single mom I always thought it was like a stigma mm-hmm. like what does that mean what is a single mom but now I get it I know what that is like you go to work <laughs> you make all the money <laughs> you make all the decisions you deal with all the emotions of your children and you know and so you're doing it all but with God I don't feel like I'm doing it all with God, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally feel like I can just, like, he's running the show. This is his thing. And he just has all of us, me and my kids. And we are just living. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that. And I think that if it wasn't for the peace, um, I wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Because it's the God of peace and love. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I joke because my name is Venus. I'm like, I'm the goddess of love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, love and peace. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what we doing. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I just happen to be the daughter of the god of love and peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm at home. Absolutely. You know? And so I get to be what I was designed to be. I get to be yeah. the light. You know, when they were talking yeah. about you, when my sister was talking about earlier. How she can go to the rich neighborhood and she yeah. can go to the poor neighborhood, mm-hmm. and, all, and and she's bringing that peace. I'm like, and we bringing that light. Yeah, like we bringing that light with us wherever we go. And so, um, that is just the the most amazing part of being a Christian. Of being, um, you're not uh, uh, conf- uh, confined to this box. Yeah, because yeah. I tell my sisters all the time, like God does not follow the rules. I tell him all the time, I go, he does exactly what he wants to do whenever he gets ready to do it. You can't come to me and say, oh, this is how it goes. It's it's natural way of life. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that because uh, God's going to do what he wants to do. 
And so that's what brings me peace. I'm like, my daddy gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait till he blow your mind on the throw. Yeah. You're not there yet. Okay. But he gonna get you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say something. And I'm gonna testify. All of our things is that I was gonna say, um, with people who don't understand the joy, the happiness, the fun that we can have, it's because they don't really understand that the person that they're following has a plan. Have you ever been on a plane, going somewhere, somebody, and you're like, what's the plan? And you know that um, auntie that never has a plan? You worry. You're worried. <laughs> you're concerned. Like, where are we staying? What is our thing? We're when we get ready to go on a trip, if you, anybody goes on a trip with December, Loretta, and Venus, Venus, you have to let us know three mm-hmm. things. Three mm-hmm. things. I just need to know the plan. I yeah. want to know what we're eating. And I yeah. want to know where we're staying. <laughs> <laughs> I have a plan. You are so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're insecure. You're asking a lot of questions. You're wondering what does this look like? What does it feel like? Especially if you're going to a foreign country that you've never been to. I've been to several. You're going to ask all kinds of questions, try to research your way to try to make yourself find this peace, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're following God, the Bible talks about how when he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew who you were and he had a plan for you. And the plan was what? To prosper you and get, like, there's all these things that he had a plan. Yeah. So what happens when you become a Christian is this. You step into this plan that was already prepared for you, so you should actually just kind of relax because you're going on a trip mm-hmm. with someone who has the plan. Mm-hmm. They know what you're eating. They know where you're staying. They kind of know the details. Just go on the trip. And while you're on the trip, have a whole bunch of fun. And the rules don't apply to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 I love it. I love it. You can serve a God that has no limits. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything I've done in my life, because I'm like, take the limits off of me. I just want to be free. No law. There is no law. I love it. There is no law. And you know, one of the things that came to my mind, even as I was preparing this podcast, was Deuteronomy 5.14, which talks about the need to keep the Sabbath. And it specifically says that to the Israelites, um, God is speaking through Moses. He says, remember that they were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. And when I think of Sabbath, I think of rest. But I think of fun as well. We're not slaves. (laughs) I serve a limitless God. So take the limits off and have some fun. Have fun. Scripture mm-hmm. of having fun. People don't know that that scripture wasn't about only oh, to sit down and be the seven. Mm-hmm. It was about no one ever gave them permission to have fun. Like this is mm-hmm. you used to be a slave and you work seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Now your God says no more seven days. Yes. Have fun on the have seventh fun. day. Recapture Relax. everything I did. Go and talk about how I parted that red scene. Crack up laughing how we ran across that bad boy. <laughs> it was dry. Like laugh. Like yes. have fun. Yes. So that's what it's about. Stopping and yes. being like, listen, these three homeless girls that used to be homeless when we were little, mm-hmm. all three of us own some stuff. All three of us have own a master's degree. Yes. All three of we are having fun because God's done that. And that's because he's given us permission to have money. And that's what, I was, that's what I was going to share. Like, God commanded us to, he's come that we might have life into life more abundantly. Like, he's a fun guy. He has a sense of humor. And who, like, we were just talking about this in Bible study, like, all the benefits of laughing. Who knew? Only a God would do that. And that's why I serve him. Because I love comedy. He cracks me up. I laugh about little stupid things. Like, he'll whisper things to me. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Nobody would get it. But okay. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why I'm, that's one, of, one major reason why I'm still saved. 
Because if he was boring and this, uh-uh, this cookie cutter guy, I'd be like, okay, I'm gone. Yeah. I can't do this. And so that's, I just love it. And he recently rebuked me for not having as much fun or living this life that he's poured out for me. And I shared with him. Yeah. I was like, God is like, you all, because, you know, I went through a season. Through the pandemic, for me, it, it was a little rough being a single woman, working a job that they didn't believe COVID was real, whatever. So I, there were some challenges. And so Costa Rica actually revived Mm-hmm. this whole world that God's created. He's like, look what I have provided. Look what you still have access to. Yes. And he's like, you're asking me for, you're not happy in certain areas and you're asking me to help you, but you're not taking advantage of what I've provided. Mm-hmm. And so I had to repent. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to yeah. let my hair down and just relax yeah. and enjoy life like you've commanded me to. Yeah. And so yeah. that, he, will, he will let you know. Have fun. <laughs> it's the word. Yeah. That's the stop. But the last thing I want to say, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of church people who are just quiet and blah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you got to be okay with being come yeah. loud. <laughs> the loudest person in the room yeah. with your mouth wide open. Fall <laughs> out. Because there okay. is somebody that has been waiting to know that it's okay. okay. Falling out. You know? Because yeah. you laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? If yeah. they're looking at you, oh, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. somebody needed that right. laughter. Somebody <laughs> needed that freedom that yeah. you have. Yes. I don't know if one of y'all or all of y'all want to pray. But it's that time. So just leave it there and whoever wants to pick it up. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you, oh God, for this time of fellowship, this time with Liv and her podcast. God, we ask that everyone that has access to this podcast be blessed, God. We love you because you are a God of joy, a God of peace, and a God of love. And you commanded us to take advantage of what you what you've provided god and so you are such a merciful god a gracious god and so help us oh god for those who are struggling oh god with that with having a hard time maybe having guilt about enjoying their life or having fun or laughing too much or throwing a party god give them that license to enjoy this life and to do what you've provided you want us to fellowship and to get to know each other and love each other and laugh god a lot of things can be healed if we just laughed and just took, didn't take life so seriously. And so, God, we just thank you, oh God, for your wisdom, for your word, for your love, and just for calling us your daughters and calling us into your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, y'all. Our time has finally come to an end, but that doesn't mean that our conversation has to. I would be honored if you would write a review on iTunes or Spotify to let me know if any part of today's subject touched your heart. It will also help other people find this content. Now, I hope that you remember that I am here to inspire confidence, conversation, and creativity in Christ Jesus among your circle. So let me know how I can be of service. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and Clubhouse at Candid Live, and I'd love to know what you want to talk about. I am honored that you are